Welcome to Brightly, you radiant being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry so you can shine your brightest. We're just a couple curious people interested in friendship, ideas, and personal development. This is a show that strives to speak to the curious, to those who long to explore new ways of thinking, reflecting, and being. Through sharing our experiences, friendship, and interests, we hope to impact you to step more brightly into yourself inch by inch. Yay! Hello, Tracy! Hi, Amy! How are you? Oh, it w- it's been a really good day. It's finally warmed up a little bit today. At least the day that we're taping, it's warmed up a little bit. So how about you? Thing. You know, it is a good day. I should maybe <laughs> look at what the moon is or something so that I can try and plan for, for good days. <laughs> the moon is in Sagittarius. Oh! Bam! Rising sun, this is our day. Of course, it's a good day. <laughs> so, Tracy, uh, we just kind of decided to just jump just in record, today. Just do it. Yeah, just hit record. <laughs> Tracy was like, So, do you feel like just hit and record? I'm like, If you feel like it, I'm down. You know, so, what are we doing? We teased this in the last episode, but today's topic is something I bring up a lot and I learned it from you. Um, and it's near and dear to my heart now, but it's around being a blessing to everyone you meet. So you first shared with me or how I first heard about it was you were doing a webinar on affirmations and essential oils. And you shared, this is one of your, your daily affirmations, um, is to be a blessing to everyone you meet. And and I honestly can't stop thinking about it. I don't think about it every day. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, not Mother Teresa here, but <laughs> definitely it has stayed with me. Um, so if you wouldn't mind just kind of sharing, I know we've shared this story in prior episodes, yeah. but if you just want to share it again, for those who may not be familiar with how you were inspired by it and yeah, absolutely. Kind of what it means to you right now, why you resonated with it. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, if people know that saying, I mean, everybody said uh, quite a few people say it, but where I first actually heard it was a Brandy Carlisle song. Um, uh, it wasn't me. Yes, and song. it, yes. And in it, she actually, it's basically saying like, oh, you know, if I did these things, it wasn't me. If I did that, it wasn't me. But the whole song is about like turning into this person Who do I make myself a blessing to everyone I meet? And the first time I heard that song, it pretty much undid me, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just because I had to ask myself that question, do I make myself a blessing to everyone I meet? And at the time, and you're right, we did share this in a different episode, but at the time, you know, my, my oldest had been struggling with um, an addiction and as happens in families and she was out of the house, she's an adult. She was a mother, but she was struggling with an addiction. Um, so the whole family struggles with an addiction. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, but what I had to ask myself was, but was I still being a blessing to her? And this song really made me think about that and change the way I was reacting to things um, and to her. And I basically, not that it wasn't, it wasn't a hard transition for me, but it was an intentional transition 
to just say those, say that not do I make myself a blessing. So I changed it to, I make myself a blessing and not only to everyone I meet, but to everyone I know as well, because obviously I know my family, I know my friends, you know, I know the people I work with that doesn't matter. So not only like the person driving in the car next to me, but my daughter who calls up and, and so, yeah, it, it felt like, it felt like a huge transformational thing at the time. And today it still resonates. I feel like, especially today, and I almost feel like last year I had to relearn it, right? Mm -hmm. Because there were many times last year that I just wanted to like throw bombs, not literal bombs, but, you know, on social media and be like, to react. I did want to react. And when I stepped back and said, no, no, that's, you're not, you're, you actually are not being a blessing. So instead of reacting, if I could, once again, I'm going to say, be curious, we brought that up before as well, that then could put me back in that mode of blessing and trying to understand. Um, And then also just step back and say, that's fine. I can remove myself from that. Not fine. I can remove myself, but it's okay that. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a helpful reminder for me for years. Well, that's what I have to say about that. (laughs) That's a lot. Thank you for sharing. Uh, (laughs) Not only sharing your story, but uh, the the progression and regression in that it's a it's an active ever evolving continuing thing. Oh yeah, you don't just say it and then boom, you you know you're the fairy godmother of life. Well, and I think it's so easy to to take a statement like that, whether it's your favorite lyric, an active affirmation, or maybe just part of your faith. You know that we're kind. Because yeah. What last year showed us is a lot of people have all these beliefs that revolve around loving kindness, but when it comes time to actually be there for others or uh, go without yourself so that someone else may have what they need. It, it, it just showed that, uh, they're not very full of actions, you, you know, that it, it oh, just became so true. And that intentionality yeah. that you spoke to that reminding yourself and having, uh, expectations of yourself and then also having grace when, when you can't, you know, acknowledging when you can't or, or when you're faltering and, and what you need to do to repivot. But yeah, it does. It goes back to that intentionality, living intentionally and what kind of person you want to be, what kind of character you want to have. And then also how you want to make other people feel, whether in your presence or through your actions or your words. Um, but I just, I think it's amazing how you've taken this song that was your undoing, which that album, that Brandy Carlyle, Carlyle album, it was on that year it came out. It, it was like, she was speaking to me. There's yeah. two or three songs on that album that were my rallying cries that I still, when I hear them, it brings me back to those points in time. Um, and so to take your undoing and use that to help others is, is such a beautiful way to respond to the world around you. Um, thank you. But, and I don't even know that I view it as helping others. I just know that 
I just know that if, if I can just do one tiny thing for someone that, that, you know, it's sort of like that. I'm not really paying it forward because I don't expect anything. Yeah. There is no expectation. You didn't receive something first. No, but if I can do something that then they feel better about themselves or they smile or whatever, or maybe I don't even see the result of, of being a blessing, but maybe someone else sees a result. I mean, that's a wonderful thing. That's like a wonderful gift to give to the world, right? And not only the world to individuals, because so often when, you know, not just strangers, but especially in your situation, family, and for you, your daughter, that that's a close bond and something like that happening to her is also happening to you at a different degree, but it's still, the impact is still Mm -hmm. there. You're going through your own emotions and your own experience. And you were able to take this as a way to remind and allow yourself that she is going through something more, that it's actually about her that it allowed you to have feelings, but it gave you a way to express them that validated her experience and allowed her space to be. I hope you know, so. It reminds yeah. me, I mean, at the very least, it's empathetic listening at, at its core or active listening, oh, you know, right, uh, right. just holding space for another person, mm-hmm. um, not making it about you and your own reactions, but um, how you can be intentional with an action instead. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's a very inspiring and engaging way to approach life. So again, I thank you for sharing your story, but also just inspiring me, um, and hopefully others through this talk. But so I wanted to dive, you know, more deeply into what, um, does it mean to actually be a blessing to everyone you meet through, you know, kind of our own experiences now that we're, we're aware of this concept and that we hold that, I don't want to say power because it's not meant to be condescending to be a blessing to someone. Um, you know, I've Good um, point. I've yeah. definitely had people say things like, I'll pray for you. And they did not mean it kindly, you know? So there are some words that I get. If blessing is a triggering word, I apologize. This is going to be a hard episode for you. <laughs> if you got to skip this hey, one. <laughs> you know what? If blessing is a triggering word for you, I get it because it used to be a triggering word for me Same. too. Until, kind of yeah, until I maybe until the Brandy Carlisle song. I don't know. But then I also bless my house too. So I, yeah. you know, so, I, I mean, yeah. another way to view it, you know, is random acts of kindness, just kindness yes. in general. I sometimes call it aggressive friendship, but I also aggressive friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I have to preface it. I also do rage gardening and stress baking. And so it's, <laughs> That term might not apply for everybody. <laughs> no, I love aggressive friendship. I'm all about the aggressive friendship. <laughs> you will be loved. You will be celebrated. You will be honored, damn it. Um, and sometimes it just has to spread to, you know, your neighbors and strangers as well. <laughs> you just got to get it out. <laughs> you okay? See, break? <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> no, I'll be Okay. I feel though, I feel Tracy that yes, I understand that the saying spoke to you, but I feel like you had already embodied it. Cause I feel like that's your, you're a genius at it. Ooh. You, you have always been like, I actually was in my office and I picked up some stuff, um, 
from my office. And I realized so many of like the cool little things around had come from you. Like, do you remember the, I don't remember what they're called, but they're just like little pocket. They're, they're little things and you break open the flap and then it's a real yes. cool saying. Yeah. Like you would it's, always it's give like me those. Pull, it's, it's a pull tab with like a motivational saying yeah. or inspirational yeah. quote. You don't win any money. No, 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 you gain wisdom and encouragement yeah. and support. Um, but they're, oh, I'll have to, um, pop quotes or something like that. I think they're called we'll, something we'll like that. But I, I just always feel like you are always thinking of other people. I, I am, I guess it's out of me. <laughs> I, I really am to a degree at which sometimes I have to pause before I, have actions that like displays that I'm thinking of people because sometimes it's a lot. I, it's definitely, I, I don't know if it's a, what do you mean by that gift of mine, but I, I notice things about people all the time. And then when I'm out and about in the world or online or, you know, reading or something, it will make me think of that person and I'll immediately want to share it with them. And so sometimes I do go, mm how many, how many times have I texted this person today, this week? Um, I, I'm, I'm have a little bit of insomnia. Is it, did I just send them something at 4am? Is that okay? Do, do they keep their phone off? I hope. Do they secretly hate this? <laughs> <laughs> so far I haven't been blocked, but it is, it's, a- <laughs> I'm going to block this blessing. Okay, Tracy. <laughs> block this blessing. <laughs> Um, but so another quote I resonated with that's gained in popularity over the past decade, I feel like, and especially with Pinterest and Instagram, but it's, it's that concept of everyone you meet is going through a battle, you know, oh, nothing about Yeah. And you've shared some stuff with me in the past that I feel like really illustrate that, but I know what it's like to not be thought of. I know what it's like to feel like I don't matter or that I'm not important or not seen to feel that there's a hierarchy in somebody else's life and I'm a few friends down. Um, I know what it's like to be sad and depressed, but I also know what it's like to feel taken care of, seen and celebrated. And so within those experiences, I know how well I hide the bad times and how poorly I am or poorly skilled I am at reaching out. and at the bad the, times at the bad times okay. but I I know and, and that's even with knowing or I, I guess I should say I, I it's effectively shielding me from support even and it's sad oh. because I know how just the smallest tiniest act of thoughtfulness could have carried me through or lifted me up or in those times when nobody knew I was going through something but they did do something thoughtful something that showed that they thought of me you, the smallest thing meant the world it, it when when you're that far down just somebody noticing you lifts you all the way up it really can and so because so, I know those things I try and be that person regardless. See, that's yes that's what I was just going to ask you I feel like then that must be why you were just so brilliant at it I, yeah so and I definitely and what, what I like about your affirmation or what it reminded me was to do it anyways. So sometimes when I'm feeling like I need it, 
um, and not getting it uh, and kind of feel like, you know, a, a, um, a barrel with a hole. So even if I was getting it, it's just leaking out. Oh, even yeah. if I'm having a bad day, even if I'm in a hurry to, to try and intentionally do it. Um, and, 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 and like I said, sometimes conversely, I wonder if I'm like the cat you shouldn't have fed, like, do my neighbors regret <laughs> being more than acquaintance <laughs> with me. Oh, you're um, killing me today. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have said. Today that you were excited to see me in, in our chat. And I was like, me too. And then I was like, even though I've texted you like 20 times today when I knew you were working, but I was at lunch <laughs> and you called them text blessings. And I now, did. And what you gave me though, like you were, you were a blessing to me today because that's now how I'm going to think of my aggressive (laughs) friendship is it's just a text blessing. I don't, if somebody really is overwhelmed by me, they can mute me. We have the technology (laughs) or they can (laughs) tell me, I hope that we're close enough friends that if I'm text blessing them that much that they can say (laughs) I've been blessed. (laughs) And this is an open invitation to my friends and family. Please just use that language and it won't sting just say I'm that'll do a tracy for the day that'll do <laughs> that'll do <laughs> um and then I also I have a lot of social anxieties and so sometimes I have these things I really want to do or say and in the past I would let the social anxiety uh get in the way and and block me from so from would you just so so would it just be the social anxiety or would it be just like overthinking or just, I mean, that is social anxiety, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Okay. I yeah, just so, wanted to make so that clear. Anxiety, yeah. 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 And it's, it's just not wanting the attention and also being shy and an introvert yeah. and not having a, uh, being super experienced. I'm a little socially awkward uh, <laughs> to begin with, but what I realized is if somebody was like, Oh my God, I love your necklace that feels good. That's not creepy. That's not weird. You know, like, I don't feel like I call it aggressive friendship, but I I feel like I follow standard social norms. I don't see you as, I mean, I laughed hilariously (laughs) when you said aggressive friendship. (laughs) I just don't see it. And I, 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 and, and I'm not trying to. So I now, I now also use it as a way to combat my social anxiety as if I would like to hear it, I'm going to say it. (laughs) See, I am totally with you on that. I'm totally with you. Can I just jump in with a story? That's kind of why we hit record. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. We do have a podcast, Amy. Hmm. I think it's our welcome message. We share. Oh yeah, that's right. right? And we're curious, (laughs) a couple of curious people. Okay. What do you got? So I'm out to dinner. This is in the before times, right? Hmm. out to dinner with my husband and our youngest. And this, and he's like, he's in that 12 to 14 year old. So, you know, completely embarrassed by anything that I might possibly do. Not really. He's, he was typically super cool. All the kids were super cool. Okay. My mom's still. Okay. Got it. So we're, we're at this. Yeah. We're at this restaurant. I'm facing this group of people that are being seated at this long table. And it looks like high school kids looks like most of them play sports. I think they might've been on a team. I don't know. And then there were, there were just, they just, I'm sorry if I'm pigeonholing them. It's just what they looked like. And then one girl sat down with them who was not like all the others, right? One of these things doesn't belong here. She had 
And now I can't even remember. I feel like she might have had blue hair and a really cool cap and this striped shirt. And she just looked, it was like you couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off her. Yeah. Well, and I thought that, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, that is an interesting person. And I'm going to go tell her that. And Nathan's like, oh, dear God, please don't, mother. But I was just like, no, because just like you said, Tracy, if it's something that I would have wanted to hear, I'm going to say it to somebody else. So as we were leaving, I just went over. I sort of sat down by her, not in a creepy way, for goodness sakes. And I said, I just want you to know. I think you're the most interesting person in here. Your looks are, I said, you look so interesting. I love your hair. I love your hat. And I bet you are just so much fun to be, to be around. And then I got up and I walked away and I could hear everybody like, who was that? What did she say to you? And the girl was just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. So happy. I left. I was thrilled. You were happier, right? I was happier, Tracy. That's so I don't know. I don't know if it's something specific with depression or just like, no. Oh, I know what it is. So there's, there's like this grid that you can find online, how to create serotonin, how to create dopamine, how to create oxytocin and how to create epinephrine. I think, oh, no, that's, that's no endorphins. There we go. <laughs> Not have an allergy. Endorphins. Don't create that. So I think for <laughs> oxytocin to stimulate that in your brain is to give people compliments, not oh, to receive compliments, sakes. but to give compliments. And, and that's how you, you know, th- those are the four hormones that affect mood. And, and so you did, that's why you felt great. Your brain was like oxytocin. Like it's the same as getting a hug. Like, that's amazing, but amazing. And not that this is at all the point of why you do right, it, but right. I love, <laughs> no, no, what I love about it is you are a, someone else's story. You are something <gasps> he tells to other people. I love it. Right. Like, see, that just made me like, feel she, good again, all over again. Story. She's now on a freaking podcast <laughs> is how interesting she was. But like, <laughs> I always wonder, like, of, of my interactions with other people, like, was I talked about and not negatively, not, and not, yeah. not in a narcissistic way, but like, I just, every now and then I just kind of get curious because there's certain people and experiences and interactions with strangers or old colleagues that pop into my head. And I think of fondly and I was like, I have to be, you know, like even, even if you yes. totally down in the dumps, there's no possible way that every interaction you has have had with somebody is negative. And there are people out there that have stories about you and, and they tell them fondly or make them smile. And like, you're, you're her story. You can't not be because you I love that high school or, or early college. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Now, the main point is you have to actually mean it. You can't just be like, I need a boost. I'm going to go say, I love your shoes. (laughs) No, no, no. No, it has to, (laughs) it does. It has to come from (laughs) from that that happy place. But, you know, I I find joy in actively finding ways to make people feel better. And it sounds like you do too. And, and so it's, you know, not everyone notices or reciprocates a smile from a stranger, but you have that moment of connection with another person when they do. So yes. whether whether they just uh, 
also do it and like to do it and you're just having that moment of recognition like it's just nice to be genuinely smiled at not leered at but just like you see someone you smile and and it is it's a, I, I learned in sales early on to you know smile when you talk on the phone because people can hear it in your voice and if you look at someone and smile it's a natural physical reaction for other people to smile but I'm talking about like that genuine thing where you look at someone kind of make some sort of connection and then you smile at them to either show empathy or warmth or just a kindness yeah. and you have this connection and you can especially tell the people who needed it. And so things like this, it's, I don't do them because I'm seeking that out. I am trying to more give to the other people, right? but it's so easy to find joy in it. So like, let's say you aren't quite comfortable complimenting a stranger or for me, sometimes I have trouble finding the words to say because I'm so worried about being creepy or coming off as uh, sure. flirting or something like that. Um, yeah. A smile it is a little bit safer or it's a doorway to a hello or a conversation or something like that. But I remember, you know, I worked, I worked a lot of retail. I worked a lot of sales. I've done some food service jobs and there are two men that I can still picture in my head to this day. One of them, I wrote it down and I forgot that I had journaled about it until I found it I when it. doing this. And he goes, yeah. you must be made of candy. You're so sweet. And I was like, he was definitely, he was born in the twenties or thirties and he was probably <laughs> flirting a little, but he also meant it. And it meant something to me. And then so memorable, right? Yeah. And not at all weird and just what a what a, a nice way to acknowledge that like I've I've been kind to him and whatever I was doing or genuinely you know optimistic mm -hmm. and in a good mood and then another is I uh worked at a large retailer that also sold groceries and um I was bagging this person's groceries and as a Virgo I'm good at it <laughs> man so not only you know do I keep pace because this particular retail tracked your time and gave you green yellow red scores are you kidding um, me <laughs> nope and there but also like I bag groceries how I would want them bagged and then also just trying to be thoughtful and considerate when doing it you know wet things cold things dry things that's not what this podcast is about <laughs> He looks up at me as he's leaving. He like pauses me before I go to the next person. He goes, I owned and managed a grocery store for 50 years. And you are one of the best damn gro or beggars I have ever encountered. And I was like, oh my God. He's like, who here can I tell to make sure that they know? <laughs> and I was just like, what a compliment. I was like, right. Like not only did he compliment me, but then he's like made it a point to validate my opinion on this mean something <laughs> and I want to make sure other people know and one of my leads happened to be walking by at that time and he just goes oh we know and winked at me and walked on and so I was like double validated I moment. love it because do you know what let's just consider this how often do we pay the compliments and how often do we say let me talk to your manager because right. I want to complain about something. Yeah. Isn't it something like you're 10 times more likely to talk about a negative experience than you are a positive one? So sad. Right. And it's just so easy to get into venting. And, you know, this is not a, a toxic positivity podcast. Like I'm not mm -hmm. saying don't vent, but it, it does help your mood and the moods around you to either talk about the good experiences you had or to mm -hmm. make them for somebody Else. Well, and I do want to remind people too, that when you do talk about something that's happened, you're reliving that 
thing. Mm. And so if it was a negative experience, like I'm with you. Yeah, then get it out and then be done with it. You don't have to tell it over and over and over again. But every time I tell the story about the restaurant and the interesting girl and like, I'm just ramped up again. But if it had been a bad experience, I'd be ramped up, but in a different way. And I mean, when you pass on those negative moods and emotions, you know, Mm -hmm. they might linger on the other person, might have an impact, might not. But the positive one, you may have just inspired them to go and compliment someone or encourage them to live more freely like that to showcase more of their style, to not follow the crowd that like it's, there are safe spaces to do this. There are people out there who, even if they don't say it, I'm still being seen. You know, you, you created that environment for the positivity to kind of spread into whatever somebody needs it to be. I really hope it did. (laughs) And so for me, so these be blessings to everyone you meet really reminds me or reminded me of the, the five love languages. So familiar with that Gary Chapman has this book I know he can be problematic with his own personal beliefs but the five core love languages is such a great way to approach the concept of being a blessing to everyone you meet Mm -hmm. so it's um, words of affirmation which we covered acts of service um, which you do continuously (laughs) Um, uh, gifts um, you do that as well. I do that. I, that's also, it's, can you tell what my love language are? Uh, <laughs> physical touch. And then, oh, what's the fifth one? Ooh, we, we're having some dead air here. Oh, well, dear. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> While we're both just like staring up like, at ooh, the ceiling. Staring into, what is that elusive fifth one? Because I think I like that too. I mean, all of the love languages, it's silly to me because you might have your primary or your favorite, but I feel Mm -hmm. like all of these things can help people feel good. But so for me, um, when it comes to acts of service, I go back to, uh, this is a stranger danger story at its core, but also an amazing (laughs) act of service. But I was 17 years old and I had just gotten my license a few months after turning 17. And my dad had bought me a $400 beater car and I had less than a five mile radius. I had three places I could go, work, school, and my friend's house. Um, (laughs) And I had to follow the same route for all because we knew it would break down. Um, This was pre-cell phones. (laughs) This this was payphone era. Um, And so... Um, my dad had arranged with my sister for us to go and take family photos at a mall and he got stuck at work. And so he wanted us to meet him there. And for whatever reason, we had to take my car. So my older sister guided the way because I had never been out allowed outside of the city limits before. I'd never driven on a freeway without my family members, didn't have a map on me. I I had a very limited range of what I paid attention to direction wise. So we get to the mall, we take the photos and we decide to go out to dinner. Then I was like, Hey, you guys, I open tomorrow at work. I have to go. And they didn't want to, they wanted to go and do other things. So they wrote directions down for me on a napkin and they said, I'm calling them out. So sorry if you're listening. They said, Tracy, for where we live and what we do, you always go West, always go Northwest. That will get you home. So if you miss an exit, you do that, you know, like if you get turned around, just go West. Um, they were wrong for our exact specific location and point oh, in time. No. And, oh, no. and I'm in this vehicle and I'm driving for about 20 minutes before I realize 
I should have found the next exit by now. Things aren't looking familiar. So the exit I took, I didn't know it at the time, but it wasn't an exit that allowed you to like loop around. Do the clover leaf, right? Do the clover or anything like that. You were just mm-hmm. immediately on this next stretch of road for who knows how long. So I took that and it was about seven miles until there was an exit. And then I exited, turned around and I broke down. So oh. I was aware that not only did I not know where I was, but that because they didn't know they where told, you were, they knew the direction they told me to go, but they would not have known what exit I took, where I turned around, how long I would have been on anything. And I knew since it took more than seven miles to get to an exit, I knew that I was more than seven miles from a gas station. I knew there was nothing around me. I'm on a freeway, 11 o'clock at night in a car. People can't see because it was something with my battery. So I didn't even have flasher lights to put on. And I, it was out in the boonies, definitely out in the boonies for where we were. So I'm seeing all these cars pass by for an hour. And then I see what looks to be a cop car behind me. So I'm opening and closing my door because I still have the faintest dim light available. Okay. Yeah. Cop just drove by. Didn't stop to tag the car. Didn't notice me. Who knows if he was in an emergency or not. And I was like, okay. So another hour goes by. No cars, no nothing. Tracy has to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Tracy's wondering, do I stay in here all night and then try and flag someone down in the morning? Or do I try and walk, you know, the direction that I recently exited to see if maybe there's a gas station a mile or two down the road? I wasn't seeing lights. It didn't seem promising. When all of a sudden this truck pulls up in front of me big, you know, Dodge Ram F450, just like a man's man truck. And I was like, I do I even open my windows. You know, I know stranger danger. I'm freaking out. I'm not knowing what to do. I have nothing, you know, again, pre-cell phones. I have nothing to do to write down a phone number or even, you know, pass just a little note through the window. I watch Oprah. I know how to protect myself. I knew not to get taken to the second location, but this man gets out of his car and the he's blasting my grandpa's favorite Elvis song at the time um and when he came to my door he just kind of seemed to radiate a warmth and kindness about him and he's wearing a mechanic's jumpsuit or a jumpsuit at the time I didn't realize a mechanic and I explained the situation to him and he said we're quite a ways away at least 20 miles from a gas station you are very far from home um, I don't quite know like where you are. And as I mentioned before, it's many miles between exits. He's like, so I'm uncomfortable leaving right now and not knowing what to tell people for exactly where to find you. I barely spotted you. I don't feel comfortable leaving you alone on a dark road. He's like, I'm, he's, I'm willing to bring you to a gas station or I'm willing to wait here to see if we can flag down other help. And I had such a good feeling I accepted the ride to the gas station. This is not Tracy is dumb and should be dead story. This has a good ending. I'm sitting here talking to you now. The audience was not yelling at you. <laughs> Don't get in the truck. Um, this man not only brought me to a gas station, but didn't feel comfortable leaving a young woman on her own in the middle of the night at a gas station, walked in got the gentleman to uh, let me use their phone instead of a pay phone, bought me water and snacks, gave my dad directions for where and how to find us at the gas station, 
sat with me until my dad got there, drove uh, with my dad and I following him us back to my vehicle so that we could find it. Um, could tell that I was getting yelled at profusely and very intentionally changed the tone of the conversation and was very complimentary of me and the situation we were in and how I had my wits about me the entire time and got my dad laughing and joking. And then, and I didn't realize this at the store, but based on what I told him what my car was doing in addition to the issues with my battery, he bought a few things and fixed my car on the side of the road. He not only gave me a jump, but there was something with my filter he was able to do a quick fix for with a spray. And he bought me fuel injector fluid and gave my dad and I some tips and tricks for how to keep this beater going for whatever I need to do. He would not accept any money for his troubles. I don't even know his name. And he probably spent two hours total with us and free mechanic labor kept me safe the whole time. And now that I'm an adult in my thirties, he couldn't have been more than 35 years old, 28 to 35 years old, just the nicest man. And just like that story has stayed with me to the point that when I now see people on the side of the road, and especially during that time, I slow down and make sure they're on a cell phone. Right. Turned around when women are alone and been like, do you want me to sit here with you in case somebody else stops? I've had friends who know how to fix cars that now, because of my experience, whether with me or not, they would pull over and help people fix their cars or offer, we started carrying tow straps in our vehicles and we would tow them. Like the amount that this man's, you know, small act of kindness in the, you know, middle of the night in this random city, like has spread to so many people. Well, I, I don't know that I, characterize it. I think it started as a small act of kindness and ended as like, um, I'm an angel sent down (laughs) from heaven. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I I love how it's reverberated and just Mm -hmm. gone out. It's it's like that pond ripple effect, you know, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because I don't know whether or not until I had a car that broke down all the time that I even noticed that people had broken down before. Um, I used to have vehicles that uh, were not made for Minnesota winters and I, it gave me such anxiety because I knew intersections with one of my vehicles was really tough when there was slushy icy roads and I'm stuck and I hear this kind of light tap on the horn and I kind of I already had my window down to kind of see what tire was acting up and I just hear this guy go I'm just gonna tap ya and he pushed me through the intersection with I'm, just the tire tap I'm just gonna tap ya <laughs> became a saying of mine for years I'm just gonna tap ya <laughs> no you know what I love I think that we need to use that if somebody is just like stuck in some section of their life and one of of us can just say to the other I'm just gonna tap I'm just gonna you tap ya. but what that did for me you know the, another way to be a blessing to everyone you meet is to just not be a jerk and so now because <laughs> yeah. not only because of my experience is enabled to have you know empathy as a result to people stuck but just like I can choose to help or I can choose just not to be annoyed. You know, it does nobody any good. They're already frustrated and embarrassed that their car is not made for this weather. Like this be a blessing to everyone you meet can just be, don't be judgmental. Don't be a jerk. Tracy, I love that because that is exactly, I feel like that's how I drive. I drive by my being a blessing is 
oh, you, you, you accidentally cut me off. That's okay. I've probably done that to somebody else. Why should I get upset and Uh, ruin your day? Exactly. (laughs) Ruin both of your days. Yeah. My, oh, um, the saying that helped me, you know, avoid road rage. And I feel like it's kind of quelled my, my father's own road range is nobody's out to get you. They're just in it for themselves. Mm. Right. And so, you know, maybe, maybe you're not at a point where you can be a blessing to everyone you meet. And it's definitely not, I don't feel like it's sustainable to expect yourself to be able to be that in every moment of every day. Um, but just holding your tongue can be the blessing that person. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So true. So true because uh, yes. And I think that that's a very important point too, that no one can maintain that. I feel like I hold that space very well most of the time. But there are times that I'm still like, what the? And then I just compose myself and say, I make myself a blessing to everyone. Like I have to remind myself. Sorry about that. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. Whatever. But, but I love that. Just hold your tongue. Just don't say anything. You don't, you know, if you're seeing yourself becoming irritated, I, I feel like this affirmation or the saying is a great way just to ground you that. I, I just don't have to get involved, you know, like mm-hmm. I have to stay neutral. Did you have Amy about something about not your story? What was that? Oh, have- oh, that had to do with just like holding space for other people that maybe sometimes being a blessing is just holding space and listening mm. to other people. And even if you can relate, and even if you have relatable things going on in your life, if they're telling you the story, it's not your time to be telling your story. It's only your time to be holding the space for their story. And I think that it's so much more poignant to, to do that these days because, you know, in the past, people were seen as one-uppers and sometimes they still yeah. are. But mm-hmm. I think now a lot of people are trying to display empathy by showing connection. Oh, I've been there. I've done this too, as mm-hmm. a way of relating and being like, oh, I hear you. But it still kind of misses the mark in that that's not always the appropriate thing, right? Like it, it's depending on the needs of the person there. And so by being that blessing to that person in that moment, it is just listening. You know, it's it's being considerate to the needs of others. I think being a blessing to everyone you meet sometimes is just being thoughtful and considerate in general. You don't have to be giving gifts, uh, words of affirmation, acts of love, but you can make it not about you or you can recognize somebody else's needs are greater in that moment, right? I think that's the most important thing is by not making it about you. And honestly, when you consider things like, getting irritated with people, you are making it about you because like you said, they're not out to get you mm-hmm. there. And, but you getting irritated means you think they are out to get you and that it is all about you. It's not. Yeah. And I think those are the moments where you're saying has helped me the most when I am in a store and I'm internally having a Karen moment. Cause I've worked retail and that's not how you talk to people or like the person in front <laughs> of me, you're true. being a Karen. That's not how you talk to people. <laughs> so it's just, it's one of those things or those moments of irritation. It's like, Whoa, hold up. We're all in a hurry. We all need our groceries. Yeah. We're all doing what we can. Um, but I think that irritation is a sign too that in that moment, you know, instead of being like, oh, how can I be a blessing and recognize how can I be a blessing to myself? You know, meet yourself um, in that moment. Irritation is a huge sign. Like, ooh, what am I getting that I need right now? And yeah. one of the ways I want to, I, 
I'm starting to flip your affirmation is how can I ask for blessings? So let's say I am sad and depressed or irritated. That's or having so a hard, Tracy. It is. And, and I feel like when I did start doing it and then the next time I wanted to do it, I, I was like, oh God, do I do this too much? And I was like, you know what? They probably barely remember the nice things that they typed, my friends typed in a text to me, but it had a huge impact on me. And that's why I feel like it's this big deal. And again, you know, this is an invitation for people to know me to be like, you've been blessed. <laughs> um, but I, I think we're just in the society we're asking for our needs. It, it just, it, our society right now makes it feel like you should be able to do everything yourself. You know, we have Google. So like there's some people I know where I'll ask them for tips and tricks for how to do something I know that they've done and done well. And they're like, God, why don't you just Google it? Or, oh, that's on YouTube. And I'm just like, well, that's not how I learn my best. Like I like to hear real world examples and kind of talk it well, out. Well, and don't they know you that if you were go to go to YouTube, then you'd be like, I, I mean, how many videos in would you and have you to be? end up on the weird part of YouTube real fast. Yeah. No longer <laughs> looking at how to stain your floor. Like, <laughs> no, now you're looking at how to be a blessing to your cat. Yeah. So either asking, it's important to ask for the blessings that you need or to just be looking for the blessings you already have. I mean, gratitude's a huge part of it, Yeah. but also again, uh, recognizing like I can only give from a full and overflowing cup. And so while we all have these fun stories of these big moments, those people were in places in their life where they could give to others easily without it robbing to them. I would never want to receive a blessing that devoided someone of something, whether internal or external. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to be martyrs in this, this whole concept. I don't want you to. No, that's not what we're talking about at it's all. Not at all. It's not about doing it because someone's done something for you or doing it to get something in return. Right. There's no expectation. No. And, you know, avoid passive aggressiveness. Don't give so much that you feel owed to. Oh, golly. You know? yeah. um, it's, it's something that you know, no is a full sentence. So like if someone asks for something, you can say no. If I ask for something, I can say no. And if they don't hear it, that's okay. You know, so watch your boundaries with this concept. Mm -hmm. Like not everybody, uh, there's some people in your life that you don't have to give to whatever's about and that's okay. Like there's some people you're going to interact with or see in a store and they're going to trigger something in you, whether it's your own shadow work that needs to be done or just you've had enough that day. You don't have to do the blessing to them. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I do in those circumstances? I, I always go to the Fiddler on the Roof. And in the musical, The Fiddler on the Roof, there is a point where the townspeople ask the rabbi, Rabbi, what blessings do you have for the czar? And the rabbi says, may God bless and keep the czar far away from us. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kind of run that through my head and then I'm like, yep, tra-la-la, tra -la. <laughs> I go on my way. <laughs> so, you know, we've talked a little bit about, you know, that we get joy from doing it or, you know, yours really started from kind of this place of unconditional positive regard. That's a therapeutic term. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's looking at people. We love people. We like people. It's their behaviors that we don't like. It's their behaviors that are frustrating, irritating, 
problematic, um, you know, that th the things that we hate is the behavior that they're doing. At their core, we, we should be having unconditional positive regard for everybody. And you've just shown a way for how you like to actualize it in the world. But it really goes back to, you know, character and then your values. So for us, we've talked a lot about just trying to live more intentionally. Mm -hmm. um, but one of our values for Brightly and for each of us is living with grace. And, and I think, you know, to, to live with grace is, is to extend grace to others and to yourself. <laughs> and so whether, like I said, it's holding your tongue or actively just trying to help someone going through something hard um, or just to brighten someone's day randomly, it doesn't have to be something that somebody seems deserving of. Um, right, right. But, you never want to put deserve in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, to, it, let's say you are depressed or sad or right now, a lot of uh, adults and children are, you know, feeling immense loneliness. And then there's a shame mm -hmm. that comes from loneliness. But um, when you're depressed, one of the recommendations is to volunteer um, or to do something for someone else, because it gets you out of your head. Because depression, even if you, even, even if you're sad or you just kind of feel numb, you don't realize just how in your head you are. You know, you're not really a part of the external world. You're not seeing yourself fully. And yeah. so whether it's volunteering um, or I, you know, sometimes when I feel a bad day coming on or if I'm just, you know, having a, having a hard day, I, I like to go to my way to make others have a good day. So like I was a donut fairy one day. I, I was having a bad day, an appointment ended. I realized I was near this donut shop that the last time um, I had some friends over for a bonfire, one of them shared the story about how he almost lied to his father about there being no more maple bacon donuts left, even though there was one because <laughs> he wanted to save it for himself. And that was really memorable for me because this man idolizes or loves his father very dearly. He works for him in a, like a five person office. He speaks really highly of him. Anytime I ask what record are you playing? Oh, it was my dad's. You know, like, And I was like, you almost lied to your dad over these donuts. So when I realized it was by that donut shop, I went and bought half a dozen of those donuts and left it on his and his roommate's doorstep. Which is like, have a good day. I love it <laughs> so much. And then oh. that donut shop also has to be, happens to be a, a nut for your peanut free. They don't use peanut oil establishment. And so it's the only donut restaurant my nephew can get donuts from. And I was out there early enough in the day that I was able to get them a half a dozen donuts, drive it to their house because they live very far from this, this particular donut shop and just randomly drop it off on their porch. And... I don't, oh, I don't remember exactly what he said. I think, oh no, I, he called it a breakfast miracle. Mom <laughs> was just talking about what are we going to do for breakfast? And the auntie brought a breakfast miracle. <laughs> and that just, that made my day. It just made my entire day. And But then, you had made two other people, and, well, yeah. at least two other people four other people's day. And then my other neighbor, I know she has a sweet tooth. And so I just got her, I know she loves chocolate and she's never going to go to a fancy donut shop like this. And so I got her like this, the fanciest double chocolate ganache thing I could found. And she's five, still, five she's people. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's one of those things. And then I didn't even mean to I wasn't intending it for like reciprocation. I just, I like these people and due to COVID, you know, sometimes my blessings to other people just happen in the office, bringing donuts to the office, making cookies for the office, just, you know, getting someone a coffee or saying something nice. And 
because of COVID, I've just been inside, you know, all the time. And so I was like, my neighbors, hey, you guys are going to have my aggressive friendship a lot if quarantine continues, like you're in my realm. (laughs) But so, you know, I bake for these people often. I invite them over for bonfires. They invite me over. Like, it's, it's just, it's a nice neighborhood to be in for me now with this but they gifted me a William Sonoma gift card for Christmas and and not only was it just like they were just being thankful and it was just generous and it was great to receive a gift but I've never shopped for myself at that store I was tickled like it was one of the best gift cards I've ever received and it's so perfect okay I bake for them right yes and but I mean, this continues is what the cycle. <laughs> it does continue the cycle, but let's clarify. You said I've never shopped for myself at that store, no, which I, makes me think you've shopped for other people at oh, that yeah. store. Oh yeah. Well, see? Uh, yeah. Um so but it's just one of those things where they were just trying to say thank you and yeah. you know, maybe just buy a thoughtful and a great gift and, and I don't think they realized that not only did I greatly appreciate the gratitude because it was not expected, but it was just so perfect. Like just somebody, they didn't just give a gift card. Like they just didn't go like, oh, here's for, for the gas station. Here's for coffee. Like they thought about it. So I think like some of this, being a blessing to everyone you meet, there's a thoughtfulness to it that goes with the intentionality. Um, but yeah. And then, then it's also that concept, you know, be the, um, be who you wish to see in the world. I think that's paraphrasing Gandhi. Um, but also, you know, there's a lot, a lot of millennials say, be who you needed as a kid, which is great, but I don't interact. I've never heard that. Oh yeah. So be who you needed as a kid. So especially if you're doing shadow work and things like that, but for me, you've just blown my mind. (laughs) Well, here's the thing though. Here's what I don't like about that. Not everybody interacts with kids. Not everybody's in a position to be inspirational and motivational to kids. Like it's great. Definitely do it. But like, be who you needed last Tuesday when absolutely everything went to pot. You know, oh, I like, love that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, everybody has a bad day. Like there's so many different types of people and bad experiences and situations you could think of and empathize with and ways to use your own personal traumas to try and be better for others. Whether you're yeah. choosing who to organize, uh, volunteer to, what organizations to give money or time to, um, or just how to interact in the world. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but so yeah, I've called it aggressive friendship. There's, there's a meme on TikTok right now or a trend where people are asking for your tiny and insignificant acts of revenge. And while it's silly and it's meant to be a joke, there's a lot of passive aggressiveness built into it. And I keep blocking the sound and trying to block these videos so that I don't get that because I would prefer tiny, significant acts of thoughtfulness. Like, just like, what can you do to mm-hmm. just teeny, tiny things? You don't have to be, you, you don't have to drive someone 20 miles and fix their car on the side of the road. Right. It can be what we talked about earlier, just a, a smile, that connection. Yeah. Letting someone in front of you at the grocery store where you've got a whole cart and they have 10 things in their basket. Go ahead of me, Mm -hmm. please. And, you know, when it comes to words of affirmation and compliments, you know, they're talking about someone's appearance or clothing or things like that. It can be tricky. I used to work for an Mm -hmm. eating disorder clinic. And what I learned from one of the residents there, um, she's really worried people were going to comment about her weight, you know, changes to her appearance and Mm -hmm. and that that might set her back in treatment or just not knowing how to respond. And, and she said the first person in their friend group, this sweet little 15 year old boy walks up and goes, you look really happy. 
or you seem really happy. And I could tell that not only was she thankful that it wasn't appearance-based, but it was true. And someone noticed and said something about it. So when it comes to words of affirmation, you can just tell people how they make you feel. Um, That's if you know them. If you know them, yeah. (laughs) Um, not if it's the stranger on the side of the, although you could say you're well, yes. Okay. That yeah, you're right. And and there are people working retail that, you know, you must be sweeter than candy. Like there are other ways to say it. We're like, um, I just think of there's a gas station. I now feel very lucky at when I go to get my lottery tickets and I want to win from there because the woman who sells them is so nice and she calls me honey and dear and tells me good luck and genuinely means it. And if I win big, I know that that particular gas station would get a cut from the lottery store. And I know many lottery chains then give a cut to the person who sold the ticket. And I was like, I want her to have good things. And like, I was like, you know what? I've never told her that. So like, I just, and I feel awkward being like, wow, you make me feel really good every time I come in here, even though working retail, I would appreciate hearing that. But instead I, think, I just, yeah. I give it back. Or I'm like, oh, I'm always so happy when I see you here. Like that's, that's a word. It's a word of affirmation. And it doesn't mean that she has to continue being nice to me, but just like, oh, that's this true. is what you've done for me. Or, you know, I, I bumped into a friend and Um, we started having a chat and what was meant to be probably like their relaxing Friday night, watching the storm kind of chill hangout ended up being this really in-depth conversation about some of my health struggles, but him sharing his story and his sister's story inspired me to not give up and to try again. And I started getting hopeful and getting, um, some of the help and support that I needed. So I wrote him a card thanking him, like, that's lovely. We're so mm-hmm. open. You're so easy to talk to. You made me feel this. And this is what I'm going to do as a result. Like just expressing gratitude is a form of being a blessing. It's a way to give a positive affirmation. I agree. And I especially agree with the written or an actual written thank you card yes. because it's almost a lost art these days. <laughs> and um, at least for me, if I get a letter or a card in the mail, it, it really does make my day. So I love that. And I like that. Cause I, I love like you, I love the written word and having that, that tangible thing, but even just a text message to be like, like, Hey, yes, I really appreciated when you did X, Y, Z, you know, like mm-hmm. I, my neighbor let me know last week when our zip code made us eligible for the vaccine. He didn't have to do that. I'm not it's super close in his friend circle, but we don't, because of quarantine, we don't bump into each other as much as before. Um, and then he gave me some other resources when, when that one filled up quickly, he's like, oh, this is how I booked mine. And then he even checked in yesterday to be like, oh, hey, have you found anything? I've heard from these people. And like, I don't know if he meant it or not, but those were ways of being a blessing to somebody else. He didn't have to spread that information. He didn't have to think of the neighbor. And so today I was like, Hey, thank you for reaching out. Like, I know I didn't end up using, you know, the resources to get mine, but it's really helped me encourage my family members and give them resources to get theirs. Like I always try and make sure that they know even the littlest things they do like, Hey, thank you. This is how this impacted me. I appreciate it. Um, this kind of ties back to some things that we've talked about before. I loved it 
when you said he didn't have to do that for me and you didn't have to do that other thing. But I think maybe when we start thinking, I get to, I get to do this for this other person, that gives a whole nother sort of vibration around it, right? Rather than, oh, I have to send a thank you note or, oh, I have to do this. No, not be about etiquette. You know, if somebody chooses to give you a gift, that was their choice. Yes. Well, you're more likely to get gifts (laughs) in the future or different behaviors. If you send a thank you, you get to thank the person. Um, Throughout your day, you get to be a blessing to other people. You get to be kind to other people. So with that, I kind of want to issue a 30-day challenge or a monthly challenge with just a handful of of things to try and play with. And you don't have to do them every day. Maybe pick like, I'm going to do three days a week, or I'm going to try and do 10 a month, you know, make it work for you in a sustainable fashion. But just think about how can you reflect your light in a small but significant way? Uh, Think of one way you can passively build being a blessing into your everyday you know, something that can easily become a habit where you don't have to think about it, but it's still Mm -hmm. thoughtful and considerate of others. I like it. Um, And then as many days as you can look for a way um, where you can actively be a blessing to everyone or someone that you meet uh, somewhere in your day, just one good deed, just one, one extra thing. Um, And then just throughout the whole month, be on the lookout for the blessings you're being sent. Um, cause it's really easy to miss those. So I'm not talking about waking up and just being like, oh, I'm grateful. I have a home. I'm grateful. I have this because so many of those things we are grateful for. If we don't say them, like it's implied, it's implicit. I, <laughs> I need, I'm really thankful. The base level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs are met. I, it doesn't bring me joy every morning to remind myself, but actually sometimes it makes me feel worse that all I could think of, or the only blessing I had was my roof. Mm-hmm. And instead, when I choose to look for those blessings or those things, that's what makes me feel grateful is seeing those little things. Sometimes it's like, I'm really grateful about a butterfly today. <laughs> it was really pretty. It landed on my head. Completely like, agree. Yes. Yeah. And so, I think that when you actually are intentional and you're like, I am going to make sure that I look for things that are like a blessing to me, then yeah. you'll find them. You'll find them they'll start to appear. It's Mm kind of like when you have certain numbers that are your lucky numbers or license plates or times (laughs) on the clock you always see, or these magical numbers, you see them everywhere. Or when you think about buying a car and then suddenly you don't want to anymore because everybody has it. No, they don't. (laughs) You're just more aware of it, you know? Yeah. Um, Be aware. So be aware. Um, Be, be intentional with that. And then let us know. We'll obviously we'll have a post on Instagram and our different social medias, YouTubes, whatever you listen to, just drop a comment and let us know how you got to be a blessing and how you were blessed. I love it. 30 day challenge. (laughs) So that kind of concludes what we're going to talk about with that. Yeah. What many episodes, what did the universe have to say, Tracy? I don't care. No, (laughs) (laughs) not that the universe didn't care. I didn't care. So the universe, uh, at the end of every show, when we were preparing for the show, I was just asked, you know, what, what do we need to know? Or what, what does the collective need to know our listeners and, um, how the cards fell out, you know, the page of wands, it could have been it, but I was like, 
no, please may have another. Like, that's just not it. And I think we've had it before. And so I got the Six of Cups. And the Six of Cups is quite literally somebody giving flowers to somebody else. And it's a very nostalgic card and kind of a time of your youth and just to me. And it's the only Cups card that actually has flowers in it. I didn't know that. Yes. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I love that card. Yeah, tell us more about the card, Amy. Well, oh, put me on the spot. Six. (laughs) It is a very nostalgic card, but it doesn't have to be nostalgic. But obviously, the one person is handing over the cup filled with flowers to another person. They both look happy. There's, you know, kind of that stability behind them. The house. Um, One of the cups is a little bit higher up. So it is kind of on a pedestal. Maybe that's your really big blessings. I'm not sure, but it is something, I feel like it's something simple. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It is just flowers. It's not overflowing with money or anything like that. Um, And what made me not put this card back in and ask for a third, uh, which I have done, um, is the cups is very relational. It's very love based. It's very connection based. And so this just um, the the imagery in this to me is just about, um, you know, kindness and and doing good things for others. It's a card that kind of always warms my heart. Yeah. That cheerful giver. Right. Now, I do want to. Did you want to talk? at all about the, the wands. So, so yeah. So I asked the universe, what do I need to know? It said page of wands. I said, no, please may I have another. And the universe was like, cool. Six of cups. And I was like, yeah, cool. Anything else I should know. And the universe is like, Hey, page of wands. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't, I didn't look up this card. Um, because I didn't want to. Do you know anything about him? (laughs) So it's actually, the funny thing is I love wands cards the representation of the page of wands, there's something about it that, that rubs me the wrong way. They're very but, phallic. <laughs> well, no, it's not the wand. It's actually the page that I don't, oh. there's just something that rubs me the wrong way. I'm, I'm not sure what it is. I don't want to go into deep he's, psychological. He's got a fedora on. He totally okay. I like that. But one thing <laughs> that I do want to talk about is that it's like, um, spontaneous expression. And I feel that that is very fitting. Well, first of all, for what we do (laughs) every Friday, but also for this whole, you know, kind of random acts of kindness, being a blessing. If you can be an enthusiastic or spontaneously express some things that you would be a blessing to somebody else. I think that that, that card is not off the mark. No, I, I would agree. And it's also pages are apprentices, you know, they're yes, not. Yes, they're beginners. Yep, they're beginners. Yeah. So this is something that it, it's okay. Just go, just do. Don't think too hard about it. Just do. Just go, go forth and, and bless my child. <laughs> 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 so, hey, Amy, what blessings do you have for us next week or next episode? Yeah. I really want to talk about creativity. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I feel like, you know, there's different levels of creativity, right? There's like actual art. And I mean, art, like painting, drawing, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, And then there's also creativity, like writing a song or creating a beautiful meal or maybe decorating your house. And I do want to talk about all different kinds of creativity, but sometimes I feel that creativity is sort of an afterthought or like, well, yeah, that's fine for other people. Mm -hmm. But I think that 
even though I want to talk about all different kinds of creativity, I actually do want to really talk about art and how it might be what's missing from us right now. And it might help us in this sort of journey to get back to, not back to, to a new place. Um, well, and art is always such a representation of the time and what's to come. Yeah. You know, when you look at the dark ages and then we had, you know, the Renaissance period, yes. after, you know, and, yeah. and uh, I'm going to get on it. And honestly, I do not care if you've never picked up a pencil or a paintbrush. I was going to say how you started. I was really appreciating it because I'm not that kind of crafty. Um, but I also agree that art and, and letting go of perfectionism and finding ways to, whether using art to heal trauma or to express oh, yeah. emotion or just for the sake of being creative or because you want to create something mm-hmm. is important that using your hands. Yes. And are- it's important to have that creative outlet. It's a way to get things out of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. I'm excited. Well, Good. if this episode spoke to your soul, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, give us some love on your preferred platform with a rate review and subscribe. You can also reach out to us via Instagram and YouTube under the Brightly Podcast or via email at brightlypodcast at gmail.com. Love it. Bye, everyone. Bye.